There's too many homelosers, too many trimmers, but I like to watch them for Rotten Treasure. Hello, welcome to Rotten Treasures, and we watched Rocky Four. I'm your host, Jim O'Donnell, and with me as always is the other host, Kai Bobby. Hey, it's me, the one that, the other host, the one that remembers that it's Rotten Treasure, not Rotten Treasures. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, it just sounds, there's a like a company that works next to my apartment, and it sounded like someone just got into a big fight and then got pushed over, so. Uh, Do you want to go check it out? No, I'm. That that means I have to go outside and it's raining. So let's just instead bring in our <laughs> special guest. Perfect. Uh, he is an unemployed Philadelphia tour guide, improviser, sketch comic, two-time college dropout, fledgling leftist, and general know-it-all. It's Joe Spurlock. Hello. Hey. How are you, Joe? Uh, very good. Uh, and uh, I just want to state, like, right up front. The fledgling leftist thing. Uh, disclaimer for anyone listening to this. Uh, I am not an expert in U.S.-Soviet relations, in <laughs> Soviet history, in U.S. history, uh, politics, or leftist theory. So I am into it, but you know, I am not like the end-all be-all source i don't want to present myself as that and uh but like just to like state up front how i feel like i am much more sympathetic to the soviet union than i am (laughs) the united states and that's where i stand so that's just where i'm coming in also i'm very glad to throw in the two-time college dropout that's a recent thing uh, so I dropped out in 2011, uh, and then 2020, I was like, this is my year. I'm going to get back into school. I'm going to fucking finish my bachelor's degree. <laughs> I'm going to start with just taking two classes, just to, like dip my toes back in. And, uh, then everything went to online learning mm. and that is antithetical to how my brain works. Yeah, maybe not antithetical, but it just doesn't work. I need a place to go. Uh, It's really hard to do online stuff. I because I had one half of an online class when I was in college, and I couldn't do it. It's it's so hard to do. Yeah, it's it's. I I my house is filled with my toys to just that that I I own specifically to distract me from things, Uh, Mm -hmm. and. I can't do school there. It's just I can't. It's, it's unnatural. It's just yeah. not where it belongs. Like I had, uh, we had one of our roommates move out and uh, like decided not to find another roommate because there were like four of us in a three bedroom apartment. Uh, and because like I lived with my girlfriend and we had two single people. Uh, mm-hmm. And so once he moved out, we're just like we're just gonna turn his. Uh, bedroom into an office so now right next to my computer where i would like be, like my desk where my workstation is uh i have an arcade emulator set up there's oh, no yeah. way i'll ever do school with that sitting right there <laughs> no like it's like okay i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna learn some shit about history or i could play nba jam for the third time today <laughs> Okay, I can't tell you many times as an adult that I'll be like, they're heating up! <laughs> and no one around me understands what the fuck I'm talking about. Oh, I use He's Nobody? on Fire 
a lot. Yeah. Yeah. No, all the time. Uh, They're on fire. <laughs> Uh, I also use a lot of, like, the cues from the N64 game uh, NHL and NHL PA Presents Wayne Gretzky's 3D Hockey. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, uh, but it's all of the ones that, like, ha- it's, like, we do it how we heard it, not what the actual words are. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, like, instead of saying, like, I guess it's, like, great save... It just sounds like he's going, Jose! (laughs) And so I'll do that a lot, which is an even deeper version. I had had Blades of Steel growing up, and the beginning of that game is, Sing, sing, Blades of Steel. And we said that constantly. Oh, yeah. I I completely feel you. There was one that was like... uh, what he was saying was Robin Hood and his merry men are up to it again. <laughs> but it sounded like Robin Hood and his marinara are up to it again. Uh, <laughs> and me and my buddy will say that a lot to each other and no one knows what the fuck we're talking about. And that's fine. They don't need to. That era. Of, I think one of the interesting things about that era of video games is that those aren't necessary. Most of those aren't real voices. They're like, generated from uh however they make a uh i I keep saying eight track eight bit uh recordings and they just manipulate in a way so that it sounds like a person talking like the sega i believe was like the sega i'm pretty sure that was like manipulated sounds oh my god that's that is a revelation yeah Uh, it was crazy here I am already learning stuff from from this this very podcast. I just assumed that there was a live being inside of the game console that was just saying that every time that I turned it on. Uh, like TV. <laughs> I did think when I was very young that that's how CDs worked. Uh, did not understand how this shiny thing had that music on it. Didn't get it. Thought it was like, oh, they must just be singing in a studio somewhere. Yeah, no, they're trapped on the CD. They're just tiny. They get shrunk down, and then they run really fast as the CD is spinning, and they sing. Uh, it's like a, a Mike TV in 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 uh, uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> you know what things are. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, mom, I'm on TV. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that a part. reference everyone remembers. Uh, yes, I, I would. That's one of the. That's one of the two movies I always say that everyone knows. It's that in Wizard of Oz. Like, every single person ever has yeah. seen that movie, if they've seen a movie. Uh, I think it was... I'm, I'm very bad at that game, just because, like, a lot of the movies I grew up with were not... Those were definitely two. Uh, but, like, my mom's favorite movie, not just, like, favorite Christmas movie, favorite movie, period, is uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, yeah. And so I'll make a lot of references to, like, like seminal scenes from that, and no one gets what I'm talking about. Uh, I'm so sorry. My my dad watched that all the time. It's his favorite. It's one of his favorite movies. I mean, Jamie Stewart, he's just, he's the man. Uh, I'm sure, Have you heard the story about why that was, like, why it's such a, like, big movie? Why it always comes on every Christmas? No. In the 70s, it, when it first came out in the, uh, I think it was the late 40s, mm-hmm. it, it, nobody liked it. They were like, whatever, it's a sappy movie, who cares? Kind of went into obscurity, 
and then the in, in the seventies the it passed it uh it became bu- public domain, mm-hmm. and then television was, was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then uh television was like, well we've got this free movie let's just play it every Christmas, and then just they, because they played it so much, everyone knows it now. Yeah, like and now it's a classic. Same thing with uh, with with Citizen Kane. Uh, even though Citizen mm-hmm. Kane was like it won uh, uh, best uh, uh, screenplay, it was up for best picture. Uh, it just kind of got memory hold, and yeah, same thing. Uh, it wasn't until the seventies that people started like really considering it like the greatest movie ever made. Yeah, uh, that one got a little bit. That one that was more for political reasons though. That that one got like oh yeah pushed down. Yeah yeah yeah. That was uh, uh, just a hit piece on on. Uh, William Randolph Hearst, the right greatest person at hit pieces ever. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I just watched Mank and uh, as Charles Dance plays him in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, and fucking phenomenal casting uh, for that whole movie. Oh, uh, oh, it was so good. Was for which like, movie? Uh, Mank. Mank. M A N K. Yeah, it's up for Best Picture, which is why I watched it. Same. I watch those every year. Same. I I hate how much uh, like weight I put into the Oscars, because uh, like fun fact, uh, the Oscars were created as a union busting technique. Uh, okay, I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah. So this okay. This is again not something I'm an expert in. As I remember it, uh, the story goes like as the Screen Actors Guild was forming and. The Writers Guild were forming and like getting gaining more power, gaining more influence within Hollywood. Uh, they were like, "How about instead we'll rank who the best is based on this academy that's not a union. It's just the academy, right? You don't have to pay dues yeah. into it, but you have to be accepted into it. And then we'll have this big fucking show." Where you'll get a nice little thing, and you get to make a speech, and it's all about you if you make the best movie, mm. uh, instead of like you know people collectively denying their labor uh, to as a way of demanding you know better pay from these movie studios who are making so much money. Uh, so that's I don't know a ton about that, but that's how I've heard it. That I mean, it makes total sense because it was created in the late twenties, which would have been prime time for that type of <laughs> corruption. I mean, and, and uh, not long after the largest armed struggle to happen on U.S. soil post Civil War, uh, which the Battle of Blair Mountain. We're already getting very far away from this movie, but Battle of Blair Mountain, <laughs> huge battle that happened in West Virginia in 1921. Uh, right, 21. Oh, this is in the notes? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> that, that would have been so interesting if you had planned out what we were going to, like, you were manipulating <laughs> us into talking about, talking your notes. <laughs> I mean, if, if we want to just go aside, I can talk about the Battle of Blair Mountain all fucking day. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, August to September 1921. Uh, and so, like, that happening in, like, the late 20s, it's just like, oh, shit. If we let them get like too organized, then they they really want the same rights as rich people, and uh, can't do that. 
oh, we don't really want those rights. <laughs> we no. don't really want those people to have those no, rights. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, we'll have plenty of time of talking about that with uh, 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 talking about Rocky IV. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Let, well, let's let's get into that for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Joe, what is your relationship with the Rocky franchise in general, if there is any? Oh, man. Okay, so as I said... Uh, uh, unemployed Philadelphia tour guide uh, getting into this I expected a lot of questions about the founding of the country uh, I expected a lot of like general questions about Philadelphia and the amount of questions that I get specifically about the movie Rocky is <laughs> absurd it's probably the third most asked about topic behind like the American Revolution, and then specifically Benjamin Franklin. Uh, yeah. And, like, not even just from Americans, from people from around the world. Yeah. Coming here specifically to see and talk about Rocky things. That being said, I watched the movie, the first one in high school, and this is the second Rocky movie I have ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did read synopses of the other Rocky movies. Mm -hmm. uh, and it seems that the first three, um, well, are, are you guys familiar with the boxer Jack Johnson? I am not. Yes. Okay. 50-50. 50-50. So Jack Johnson was the first black heavyweight champion of the world. Uh, and when he was coming up, you know, he wanted to box like the white heavyweight champion of the world. And when they finally did in an exhibition match, which go, they go over a lot in this movie, uh, mm -hmm. like the difference between a professional match and an exhibition match, uh, he fought the heavyweight champion in an exhibition match and won. And so he didn't technically get the title. Again, this is a story I should have looked it up beforehand, but whatever. Um, he didn't get the title, but... Uh, uh, he won. And so America, at one point, Germany, sent over a number of what were called Great White Hopes uh, to defeat this this uh, uh, black heavyweight champion. Uh, and also, just to put a time period on it. Um, wow. Sorry, I hate doing this. Uh, no, you're good. Be a person. I can look it up real quick while you uh, while you continue with your point. Oh, no, 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 no. I was looking up, like, when Jack Johnson was a boxer. Uh, so he died in 46. So this is, yeah, like, teen, like the 19-teens, 1920s is mm. when he's doing this boxing. Like, 19-aughts to 19-teens, probably into the 1920s. Uh, there's a great, great Ken Burns documentary about it. Uh, it's a two-part documentary called Unforgivable Blackness, which is just such a cool title. Uh, and... Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so like, they they kept throwing these these great white hopes at Jack Johnson, and he I think he lost to like one of them, but then he just like kept fucking wrecking these guys, nice. uh, to the point that he finally got into an exhibition match and won the heavyweight title of the world. Uh, and when he did that, there were a number of white people throughout the United States that kill like that that committed suicide because of it uh, because that's how racist this country is uh, and a number of black people who were like 
murdered by white people over him doing this. So that being said, with the first three Rocky movies being a white guy (laughs) fighting specifically black dudes. Yeah. It has a strong great white hope vibe. And in only one of them does like the movie end with him losing. And that's the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And then the next two. And then Rocky four is the first of the series where he's fighting a white person. Yes. Uh, yeah, so, like, there's some historical context to this, specifically within the sport of boxing. Right. Uh, sorry if I'm, like, rambling on about this, but, no, like... No, <laughs> Please, bring this. I This is all things I did not know. Uh, yeah, I think that's important, like, historical context to, like, take into account when talking about Rocky. I, I also think that that's... I, I think it is purposeful for the first movie that he fights a black man... Because the first movie is filled with a lot of American imagery, and I believe that they do, they are incorporating racism. Because it's the 70s, it's not very, like, it doesn't come off the way that they want it to. Mm. But I do believe that they are trying to incorporate racism to be like, American has a sully history with racism. Like, it, it's it's going to be... It, it's, it's, it's a bad thing, which is why they have a white man versus a black man. But it ends up just not coming off the way they want to probably because Sylvester Stallone isn't oh. that great of a writer. And you mean not just... the most tactful writer, <laughs> right? He's just straight up racist. Let's just, let's just, I, you, y'all don't have to say it. I'll say Sylvester Stallone is fucking racist. Well, he also wow. is coming on the podcast in a few episodes. So that's, I thanks. will fight that old man myself <laughs> right now. Uh, it's fu- Kai did actually ask <laughs> Sylvester Stallone like on like Twitter was it? I don't remember Instagram. It, obviously, he didn't look at it, but like <laughs> I would, I would still probably lose, even though he's like seventy or some shit. I don't, I don't really. Yeah, he's up there. I was even with watching this movie so many times in the last like two days. Uh, I really was not trying to look up any biographical information about Sylvester Stallone because I just don't give a fuck about him (laughs) at all. Uh, But, like, yeah, he's probably 70 or some shit. He would probably still beat the shit out of me, but, like, I'll fight him. I'll do it. He's lived a troubled life. You don't want to know? You don't want to know the ins and outs of the difficult life of Sylvester Stallone? Nah. No, no. <laughs> that's, that's a good call. You made the right call. <laughs> you know, uh, he's made. I, I know too much about Sylvester Stallone. Oh, I feel the same way. I've... What I he's made so, so much CIA propaganda, like so much. Also, this is okay. Before we really get into the meat of this movie, I really, 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 <laughs> really, really, really want to bring this up, and I meant to do this as a bit, and I forgot. Uh, I late. meant to like come in talking about Rambo three. Yeah. Uh, or Rambo 2 First Blood Part 3 is the actual title of the movie uh, because Sylvester Stallone works with n- nothing but dumb people. Uh, and the movie was dedicated to the brave... It's the one... So first one is the greatest hunting movie of all time uh, where Rambo is in the woods hunting cops uh, and it's dope. Um, it's about PTSD. It's actually very good. And he kills 
so many cops. It's awesome. Uh, oh, in the first one, he kills one person. Oh, no, he kills a bunch of cops. No, in the first one, only one person dies. It's the next one that re- they really starts ramping Well, the up. next one is when he goes to Vietnam to... Yeah. I can look it up. I'm, I'm okay. I, Cut this all out. I've never really watched. But he it. is hunting cops. Uh, mm-hmm. That that's true. So, I I refer to Rambo as my favorite hunting movie of all time. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, so uh, uh, and then the third movie he goes to Afghanistan <sighs> to oh, help the Mujahideen fight the Soviets, and the Mujahideen became. The Taliban. Yeah, and so in the original versions of the movie, there's even like VHS tapes that have it on it. The third Rambo movie is dedicated to the brave fighters of the Mujahideen. It's. <sighs> I think you were right when you when you said earlier of him being a propagator of the CIA. Like tons of, especially this like specifically Rocky Four. This is all about. American capital, red, red-blooded American capitalism defeating the cold communists of uh, of Russia. Oh yeah, and I have so like most of my notes are are about that dynamic uh, because like throughout the film, we'll explore it like more specifically, but throughout the film, there's this dichotomy of like they pose. Ivan Drago as like, oh, he's too much of an amateur to fight against these professional fighters, but he also has all the technology and all the training and all this work put into him. And so that's like a common fascist thing to pose your enemy as both so weak that they are easily defeated, but so strong that we need to do something about them now before they take over society, right? Mm. It is a straight up fascist trope, uh, uh, like not even like like it's some straight up Nazi shit. Uh, uh, they they use a lot of Nazi imagery when they get to the actual fight. You can see that entire stadium or whatever you would call it is definitely inspired by triumph of the will oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. 100 150 percent uh but we're yeah. getting ahead of ourselves we'll talk about triumph yeah. of the will. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so i want to talk about this fucking robot so bad oh yes let's please i love the robot uh so did either of y'all look up like where the robot came from i've never it's been a mystery of my i this is a childhood movie for me okay i I watched this a lot when i was like 11 so i've never known why the robot is the movie i've i could never figure it out and i've never bothered to look it up i should have last night but then i just didn't (laughs) that's fair i i love that energy uh i have no i have no clue yeah it was a robot that was specifically meant for uh, children with autism mm-hmm. that was developed. I have to go to the Wikipedia really quick. I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Do have pulled up somewhere. Uh, it's already problematic that Polly falls in love 
with this robot. Polly wants oh. to fuck that robot. No, Polly does fuck that robot. Let's Polly just put does that out there right now. There's like, no way. How much do you think that robot would cost now? Like, I still think super expensive. Like really? Ten million dollars. Really? I was gonna say like a hundred bucks. Okay, it's definitely somewhere between the two of you. Actually, <laughs> to actually build that robot. Or uh, like, like as it no, I mean just to, if I wanted to buy one of these things, I'm going down to Best Buy. I want to get one of these things. How much am I dropping right now in 2021? With it being like full sized, and you can't fuck I, it. If you I, could fuck it, you have to charge extra. Oh yeah, obviously. Uh, oh, but yeah. non fuckable like six foot tall robot. Yeah. That like has some sort of like AI interface. I would say like 350 bucks. Would be like the okay. that that's the basement. I would say like <laughs> mass marketed. Like if it was like a thing for rich people, like two grand. Yeah, you get it. That's yeah. that would have been my guess actually. Two grand. Well, you'd buy it in like a flak, uh, like a flat black color or something like that. I don't know exactly what would be the more sleek model, but yeah, I would buy it exactly as it is in Rocky, in Rocky Four, with a holding a cake <laughs> <laughs> at all times. Yeah, it just constantly comes in. It's like "Happy birthday, Polly," and I'm like, "It's not. I'm not Polly." <laughs> I told you many times. My name is Jim, <laughs> and it's not my birthday. Oh my god! But I will eat that cake. Thank you. God damn it! And it's like, I'll thing? clean it up for you. I love that Polly said, "I wanted a sports car for my birthday, not no walking trash can." Yeah, that's Polly. Polly just talks. Yeah, like he just says whatever is, whatever words are going into his head, and then they're like. Yeah, just put that on screen. It, Rocky originally was like that, but he has since, like, sobered up, I guess. Well, he's that, and he's just smarter now, as we know. We've talked about it before. So is Polly supposed to just replace the stupid character in the movie? I mean, because, like, I don't know. I think it, 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 it kind of goes because of, um, because the movies have gone from... The first movie is a very sad portrayal of a man who's been beaten down by... Uh, uh, capitalism, honestly, because it's yeah. supposed to be. He America. has to like work like, for the mob and shit, uh, uh, yeah. like breaking people's knuckles and shit. Like that's one thing I very much remember from the first movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, like it, he showed it as like this like working class guy, and then by this one, uh, yeah, and then over time he becomes an inspiration for the American. Like, he's supposed to be the American. He is supposed to be the representation of the American dream. Absolutely, yeah, but. Over time, it becomes him being more the post part of the American dream rather than the before part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I couldn't find the thing that I was looking up. I thought it was like that the robot was created for like the the uh, uh, children's hospital in Philadelphia. Mm. I know there's some connection to Philadelphia with that robot. Uh, but it was made for autistic children. And then giving it to Polly... Says a lot about how they think about, you know, <laughs> his his mental capacities. Uh, and, yeah, like, it's, he always not trying has to, these... like... No, go ahead. Not trying to, like, de- you know, demean or talk down about anybody with, like, autism or anything like that, you know? No, no, uh, no. He, he always has, like... Uh, was he the one that said, don't be mentally irregular? Or, no, that was Stallone's line. 
Wait, in this Stop movie? This? I don't know. If no, I no, no, not no, in this movie. movie. It was another movie where okay. I think I think Polly told someone to stop being mentally irregular. Polly is. I think they say it to each other. Yeah, Polly's a really sensitive guy. He's got. A, he's really careful with his words. That's what I've learned. Of. Is he though? No, 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 no. <laughs> oh no! No, no, God, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, Joe, you you missed out in the last movie when he's holding a boombox playing funk and he calls it keeps calling it jungle music it gets, so he doesn't really oh baby yeah. Yeah. that yeah. is oh that is a oh as they say in south philly that's a big a racism yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's the last movie really i don't i don't know why paulie keeps showing up and i don't know why he's not a villain it, yeah. he's just a guy that hangs around and then he says things and then rocky goes dude stop which he does in this movie too. Yeah. He's, he said it when he, they get to the farm. Uh, I guess he's like the 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 like id of the American dream. Like if Rocky's the American dream, and he's mm. like supposed to be the face of it, then like Polly is like the person that the American dream is like supposed to be benefiting. Uh, I guess. I, I don't know. I I, I think I might have thought of him as like. I, I guess would be referred to as a freeloader sort of uh, person. Well, yeah, like, that's what symbol, uh, 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 you know, in the American dream, like, you know, we look at poor people as freeloaders period. Right. Uh, and the American dream is to become rich. And then you support all of these freeloaders. Right. right. Uh, and so, yeah, like he is kind of portrayed like that, but like he is supposed to be the person that the American dream is benefiting a fucking moron that is the only thing he has going for him to get himself ahead in society is the fact that he's white and connected to somebody who's rich. I yeah. was just going <laughs> to say, he, 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 he hitched his wagon on the right guy is what he did right. And actually, he, and he, he complained about it pretty sister. hard to make it happen, too, because he was pretty pissed off in the beginning that Rocky wasn't giving him shit. Well, no, yeah. he, was, he, got, he got a really nice watch, and what he wanted was a job. So now he's got a job, which is basically just, I guess, hanging out with him. Yeah, like, what's his job? Like, babysitter. He's like, yeah, like, he, but he's not, like, I don't know, if he's, like, the hype man or something for this, like, Rocky's the one that always has to, like, hype him up, like, he, like, at least through this movie. Uh, <laughs> it's just, he was towel boy, but, like, at this point, everybody that Rocky has had in his corner just died, so now he's just a leftover towel boy. Yeah. Uh, which I was upset that Burgess Meredith, uh, wasn't, uh, uh, featured in this one. He died in the last one, as I understand. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately. Uh, he is, he is, uh, definitely one of the best parts of the movies. Yeah. I said 25% of this movie is just the other movies. Like, yeah, there is, it starts with like the opening thing is him beating Mr. T, like going back to like the great white hope thing and then there is a whole ass montage how many montages are in this fucking movie 50 no 50 percent of the movie is montages <laughs> yeah like, no it's they so under the math it's actually 30 percent of the like, movie is montages the literally 30 percent of the movie is montage. amazing oh that is incredible storytelling and no wow. movie should be less than 30 percent montages <laughs> it's so it's so good you the movie just flies by because you're just listening to a soundtrack with clips of people boxing. It's like, uh, 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 what did, uh, 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 like the quote from Lou Reed about like, 
uh, you know, if you're playing three chords, well, that's just jazz. Uh, <laughs> you know, if you're doing more than 30% montage, it's, uh, that's some art shit. I don't know. At, uh, at one point, I, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. What were you going to no, say? No, 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 nothing. Oh, I was just going to say, at one point, I, I actually was like, I kind of want a montage that, in the middle of it, breaks to do previous montages from other movies. I was so, really hoping for that. Uh, yeah, I want a montage of other montages. No, they did that. The, when he's when he's driving in the car. Oh, which, yeah. Which, by the way, refers to... It's a montage of, first of all, the scene right before the montage. <laughs> it's him driving in the car and thinking about the fight. And then it goes back to two scenes before. And then it's just a series of montages from the other movies. <laughs> okay, so at the very beginning... Like, when they're introducing uh, Drago's character, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a press conference, but it then cuts to, like, Creed watching it in his pool. Yeah. Right? And <laughs> Throwing so, tennis balls to dogs. Throwing the tennis balls to the dogs, which there's not a fence around that pool. Those dogs are going to drown in that pool. You need to put a fence around that pool. Uh, mm. And uh, that aside... Uh, before it shows him watching the press conference, there's a whole ass church's chicken commercial that it plays like the audio of. Like it shows the the press conference start starting, and then it cuts to Creed, and it plays the church's a church's chicken commercial. That is not a fucking accident. Is that a no. is that a real thing? Is that a real place? Yeah, that's act church chicken? chicken. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Oh, yeah. I know what that is. It's a, oh, a, a like fantastic chicken. fried chicken place. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, it's some of them kind of suck, but oh. when you get a good one, it's great. There was one near my house where I grew up. I I know what that is. Yeah, yeah. I just never went in one. I've but I've seen them before. Yeah. Yeah, you got to find a good one, but they they are really good. Sometimes yeah. you get one that's just too greasy, and you're like, ugh, yeah. I, I feel disgusting. Somehow I mean, put, too greasy and, like, somewhat undercooked uh, happens at Church's Chicken. Some, it's the only place yeah. that I've ever experienced that, where it's overly greasy and undercooked. Mm. I, used to, I used to cook fried chicken for a living when I was at uh, ShopRite, and it's mm. very easy to fuck up fried chicken. You'd, yeah. you'd be surprised oh, no, I've when you're just lot. doing the same thing over and over. It's still very easy to fuck it up. Yeah. Uh, But, like, playing a whole-ass Church's Chicken (laughs) commercial, when it's, like, cutting back to the press conference, like, they had just, like, shown starting, that's, it's just racist. Like, Mm. they didn't, that didn't need to be there at all. yeah. Like... They're just putting it in because it's like, oh, it's a black guy watching TV in his pool. Uh, we need to throw I actually in thought a tr- it was going to be because, like, they sponsor the movie, which obviously they did because they have a whole commercial. Oh, yeah. It. If you ever see a brand in a movie, it's because they sponsored the movie. Of right? course. They got- obviously. I-, I always just assume it's- that that always just felt like bad placement to me. Yeah. So more than anything. It, de- it never felt, like, intentional. But Stallone that one felt also, you wrote there's this, a lot of intentional stuff. You, you wrote this, Mr. Stallone. This is a choice you made. <laughs> yeah. And uh, sit in your choices. I don't know if Carl Weathers knew that that was going to be the audio playing <laughs> when it cut to him. 
Like, holy shit. No, That's... Carl Withers... I, I want... I wish this whole movie was just about Carl Withers and then the Creed was just about it. Like, whatever. That would have been fun. I love Apollo. I am actually mad that I didn't get as much Apollo Creed as I did into the third one. Like, I'm glad that I got more of Apollo in the third one, but... There's a movie you I guess you haven't you said you haven't seen this this the second and the third, right? No, no. I Go. just understand them from Wikipedia synopses. So far I will tell you, skip the second, go back and see the third. That's how I feel about it. Okay. But Jim, if Jim, if you disagree, go ahead. Uh, I mean I, I like the second one for what it is, but the second one is kind of more the first one. If if you like the like depressing part of the first movie, then you'll like the second one because it is it's more of the depressing part thing that speaks to me much more uh i really like movies that make me feel bad good Good yeah it's it's a movie about a guy who's never had money all of a sudden gets money and he doesn't know what to do with it okay yeah that's a trope i like all right well i'm into it he based it off he squanders sorry go ahead and then he squanders it away of course he based it he based it off his own real life and in relationship do you well hold on do you want me to tell you more about stallone so you can empathize with his really (laughs) difficult upbringing and like experience with success uh sure, hit okay, me. That's that's when you were hit supposed me. to say no, because <laughs> I don't want to even do that. I can tell I, you, I, I gave can tell you, you as like. apprehensive of a sure as I could. <laughs> uh, I just didn't want to be rude. Uh, right. I don't want to do that. I, I appreciate okay good. You, I didn't you want you me? to do that at all. Uh, <laughs> like even a little bit, but like I was just trying to be like oh, yeah, okay cool yeah no, it's fine. Uh, You're very kind. Thank you. It's it's. Although it is pretty easy, you just watch the Rocky movies and then replace boxing with acting. Boom! That's Sylvester it's, Stone's it's life. It's Stallone. Uh, Stallone, why do you keep making these movies? Because oh, nice. I'm an That's actor. What pe- I act. I l- That's what I gotta do. <laughs> all three of us want to play Sylvester Stallone. Oh we were all so God. excited to be him. <laughs> I yeah, I have been. I was working on it. I'm sure everybody else that has been on this show no. for the previous three movies have tried to do Stallones. Oh yeah, get him in. including Dan Higgins, who didn't even who was doing a Indiana Jones movie. Oh, of course. Uh, <laughs> wait, Stallone's not in that? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we just mentioned we were going to do Rocky next to him, and he was like, "Hey, he did this amazing, horrible act." <laughs> and we were like, "That's not what he sounds like." Anyway, I I was trying um, to do like an like I was trying to work on like an accurate one as as best I could because I do ha- I like do have some lines written down from him that uh, yeah. We want to do our best. I want to do. I want to get out of the way. (laughs) Uh, I've got some for later. Uh, (laughs) Okay, we could have we could have a Stallone off (laughs) Uh, when we get there. I like it. Okay, so after the uh, uh, scene with a a, like the press conference, like introducing uh, Drogo, uh, it shows like the training press conference. And that's where, like, if we're going to talk, like, ideologically, it it really starts to get weird, is when, like, the Soviet handler is, uh, uh, like, talking about, like, body chem, like, he's like, the the rest of the world does not understand body chemistry. Uh, (laughs) It's just like, all right, we're getting, we're getting more Nazi-like, not really a thing that the Soviets would Mm. say. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, like again, like going into like that triumph of the will kind of uh, 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 messaging. They just kind of map that onto the Soviets, and I will sit here and tell you, 
with a better understanding of Soviet history than, I mean, I've at least looked into it. I've like read some <laughs> of the work and stuff, which is something that Americans generally don't do. Uh, nope. Not a thing they were really nope. into. Uh, talking about genetics, it, not a communist thing, uh, not a socialist thing. That's a Nazi thing. Uh, but we'll get to the like the specific genetics line in a minute. Uh, and it's like again, it's doing the pitching of like the Soviets as both weak and strong throughout that like training montage. Uh, there's like the first question from one of the fucking. Uh, reporters was like asking about like blood doping and Ooh. stuff yeah uh so it's immediately accusing them of cheating mm-hmm. uh right away i i i think that's mostly because like the 1984 olympics were right before then mm-hmm. and they were like and america so badly wanted to make the soviets look bad that they immediately were telling them like oh they're doping like we don't even have to worry about them mm-hmm. yeah Oh yeah! Oh my God! Uh, in like the training sequence, all of like the uh, the scientists that had the the hammer and sickles on their like lab coats and stuff. Yes, uh, just to show that they're like evil Soviet scientists. <laughs> yeah, the cutscenes. They ca- also is that the same montage where they kept on showing like the needles with like steroid. Like yeah. no, no, no. That's that was juice. later in the movie. That's that the what? second training montage. Second training montage that comes after the first training montage. It's back to back montages. <laughs> yeah, I remember this from a kid. They have a montage at the end of him training. Then Adrian shows up, and then he's like, "All right, well, I'll do good now." And then there's a second montage, equally as long, way better because they play um, "Hearts on Fire." Yeah, uh, and then it goes right to the fight, which has like. The most, like, on the... uh, Sorry. uh, (laughs) I used to go to concerts, and if I didn't know the words to songs, I would sing the lyrics to Hearts on Fire to (laughs) the tune of the song. You would be surprised at how many songs that fits into. Hearts on Fire. No, I can't do it. (laughs) To you. No, anyways. uh, Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire. Hearts on Fire. Heart. Doing, like, Iron Man. (laughs) <laughs> hearts on fire Wait, hearts on fire. just in case we don't get back to this i do want to ask did anybody else when adrian shows up and they like you know in russia and they like make up and everything as they're panning out was anyone hoping that they would fall through the ice oh man i, don't think I they mean were, on. were they on top of water or no i thought they were i don't think I so think, oh i think they're just in snow I thought that they were on top of, like, I thought they were... <laughs> Did you think that they just went out to a lake and they were like, well, here we are? <laughs> I don't know. what. Like, honestly, I, Rocky goes to a lot of... Myst- he walks. He's a mysterious walker. He ends up in a lot of places. I don't know. He's He walked up a fucking mountain. He climbed yeah. up. He free climbed a goddamn mountain. He would have died on that mountain. Like, 150% oh, he would have died. As uh, I was watching that scene, I was like, okay, if you... If you go through the running montages of the first movie, he runs a re- he runs from North Philly all oh, the way down. It's like a to... twenty two mile like route that he would have yeah. to go on. Like he he goes all the way down to the navy yard and then all the way back up to the art museum. So okay, I'm gonna try and not like because like I took like I wrote down every single like major like scene. No, no. Every cut. Yeah. No, bring Uh, us through it. Because honestly, I kind of zoned out a lot through this movie. 
It was very easy to do. The first time so, I watched it, very much so. I love that you... Yeah, oh, that's right. Yeah, I forgot you so did watch this more than once. So, yes. All right. Bring us bring us through. What scene are we at now? So, it's the dinner with Creed. With, like... Oh, uh, uh, yeah. Adrian's there. And, uh... Rocky. And it's, like, after he, like, told Rock that, uh... Rock. Like, I know him. Like, I'm in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I know you guys. And, uh... You don't know like, Sylvester Stallone like that, but I know you know Rock like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I just feel like he's, like... I've been yelled at him, or yelled at by him in South Philly for saying a negative thing about Frank Rizzo. Uh, <laughs> so like you know him. He knows yeah, you. I, I really, I feel like I, I do really know the Rocky <laughs> character. Uh, so He does embody Philadelphia. These, especially the first movie. Oh yeah, especially with like how racist totally. it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in real, but it's like this sad, depressing, racist wasteland, and it's like, yeah, that's Philadelphia. Yeah. You kind of, you kind of, good job, Sylvester Stallone. You nailed Philadelphia. <laughs> like unintentionally painted an amazing portrait. Yeah, it's 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 so good, and and for some reason, Philadelphia was like, yeah, that is us. Yeah, we love that, it. That's hey, uh, look at us. He put a mirror up to us, and that's what we look like. Uh, so, like, uh, uh, at the dinner, like, Creed says, uh, like, he's an amateur. He's, like, a, uh, he's big and he's strong, but he's not, uh, but he's clumsy. Uh, yeah. so, like, that's the thing that comes up. They keep calling him an amateur and all of that, but, like, showing, like, how great of an athlete he is. But, like, they keep saying, like, but because he's an amateur, mm. he's bad. So, like... Is it but like so? So being paid to do something is what makes you good at it. Yeah, uh, to be, not all to of the training fair. that they show him doing. It's the it's the it's specifically being paid, right? To be fair, what they're trying to say is that he doesn't box much. He's just trained well. I there was supposed to this was supposed to be like two and a half hours. Which, by the way, I can't imagine that. Like, Thank oh God, this movie's only an hour and a half. Oh my God! Thank God they cut it down to an hour and a half. Yeah, like otherwise yeah. I would have watched this once and then told you all to find somebody else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. That's fair. Honestly, I would have said the same thing when I first watched it. Yeah, <laughs> twenty years ago. Um, but <laughs> I like that you were affected so harshly by having to spend that much time the first round that you're like, I'm not even doing the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sorry, if this just... movie was any longer, I would not have been able to watch it multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, fair uh jim sorry but, you were gonna say yeah i do think that that it's playing into their oh the soviets are just a bunch of uh they're they're a bunch of wacky idiots because they don't even have them train they don't even have them boxing people he's just training oh, he doesn't okay. know what it's like to be in the ring so yeah that's just like yeah more more nuance of of like uh uh kind of the same thing but that does make yeah like that makes a lot of sense but i think like I don't know. I still like hold with what I like uh uh with like my view of it like like that does that that that's that is like a really good observation. Uh but the way I took it was like oh, they're mm-hmm. just amateurs. Like they're not being paid to do it. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're not in the professional ring. Yeah. Like, you could like, you could this guy's only boxed in a <laughs> in a airplane uh, airplane uh hangar. 
in the Soviet wars because that's what he's uh, that's what he's known for. He did that one time in the video game. I loved that video game. If you ever get a chance, Rocky Legends on uh, the GameCube was a fun video game. Okay, oh, okay, nice, nice. Uh, I'll definitely check I it out. Ha- it's no, don't play. It. It's really. Oh bad. no, I I have to now. Uh. <laughs> it 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 dives into the backstory of like all the boxers. One of I now know the names of like anyone who was named in these movies. Because of anyone who's like kind of offhand name, wait, is they they have them in this they have them in the game. Did they bring Thunderlips into it just for fun? They did not have Thunderlips in for some reason, but they had like Spider Rico, and there's a guy whose name is Kofi, uh, who shows up in the Rocky in Rocky Three. There's a montage at the beginning with him fighting guys, and it's just like in the background of one of the shots that made he made it into the game, yeah. but not Thunderlips. I wonder, oh I wonder if. Sylvester Stallone's brother's character made it into the game. Frank Stallone. Yeah, I mean, I know he played one of the the boxers in the montage or in that one. I just don't remember if he made it into. That'd be cool if he made it into the game. He, he probably did. He probably did. Anyway, so I think you've gotten more backstory on this, like retconned into it. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm saying like on like just on like surface level. At least that's how it's coming off to me, uh, mm. is like the amateur versus professional thing, uh, mm-hmm. and because uh, like that wouldn't make sense. Like if they were like putting all of this like energy and resources into like training like this one guy, like is he the is he the only boxer in Russia? Yeah, they uh, give off that impression, don't they? They like. <sighs> I think they, like, molded him. I think they made him in a lab, right, entirely? Like, he's not a real being, right? He's part cyborg? That's how I imagined him when I was, like, 12. I, I always imagined him, like, being born in a lab. Well, then that, like, I think that shows, like, how, like, effective this is as propaganda. Yeah. Because uh, it, like, yeah. shows, like, you're not humanizing him at, at all. all. It's not a person. He has to be half robot to be a person like that. Well, yeah. even his lines are robotic. Like, I will destroy you. That's oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's the only uh, I will destroy. Like, I must break you. Yes. Yeah, we'll get to it. But, like, the so he only has ten lines in the whole movie? I think so. That wouldn't be surprised. I, I made a joke to my girlfriend that was, um, there's just as many montages as there are Ivan Drago lines. Oh, my God. That's actually that's bad. That's actually very fair. Yeah. No, that's, I think that might actually track. If we count, like, the shorter yeah. ones. Uh yeah, it's it shows how many montages are there are, and also how few lines he has. One of them is that just I can't believe he dropped after uh, like destroying Apollo Creed. He's just like, if he dies, he dies. I was like, who says like really favorite line? Right after you you kill this guy, you're gonna say if he dies, he dies. Uh, that's like my favorite line of the whole fucking movie. <laughs> like that is like I'm not gonna lie, like in how i love like just like cold evil characters like that's great <laughs> next time I, I like fall down in front of you like kind of just like casually from like <laughs> too much. just don't look at don't look at me don't look back just stare at the rest of the group say that and then continue he walking dies, he dies. <laughs> yeah if, the, if a, a press conference is being held in front of me all of a sudden and i'm just like if they die they die <laughs> that's what happened don't worry about it uh okay so the other two things that like this scene is like kind of big i i have a lot more notes like a lot of notes on it uh the uh 
robot comes in. That's the first time you see the robot with like the lady voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. And it's obvious that Polly is fucking that robot. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it is a complete diversion from the rest of the scene to the point that Carl Weathers even like, it's like, well, what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even <laughs> going to fucking touch the, like touch on that robot. Mm mm. Uh, Even the characters in the movie are like, well, that's okay. fucked up. Uh, <laughs> um, sure. But then, like, right after that, Carl Weathers, like, lays out exactly what the movie is about. Yep. Like, actually just fully states it. Uh, mm-hmm. Where he says, I don't want this chump coming over here uh, with all the hype, or with all that hype, uh, trying to make us look bad. Uh, they tried every other way. Uh, with Rock's help, we can uh, get great media coverage. We can make them look bad. All right. So let's talk about the Soviets uh, in like actual history. In what ways had specifically the USSR made us look bad? Because he said they tried every... Er, uh, yeah, they tried every other way. Uh, they beat us to space in every way but the moon. Mm. Yeah, and in ways that have not been replicated since. They are still the only country to have sent multiple probes to Venus. Wow, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the only pictures of the surface of Venus that we have uh, come from the Soviet Union. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, I, I think it's it's one of those things where, like, NASA one hundred percent recognizes, or at least the scientists do, uh, the Soviets' contributions to the space race. I mean, maybe now uh, a lot of NASA scientists. Oh, uh, definitely not then. But like, yeah. Back to the movie. Sorry for all like uh, uh, that, but we get to the fight with a uh, uh, like Apollo. Right. Yes. right. We'll skip the, the whole press conference. Or wait, isn't that wait? No, sorry. Wait, uh, I do love the press conference, though, because it's like a bunch of <laughs> it's a bunch of inserts of Pauly being like, whoa, whoa, is that all it is? Yeah. Like, As reaction like, faces. Yeah. Like things going down. Yeah. Like the first one between Apollo and Drago, it starts to get like a little fashy from the Soviets. Uh that's where he says, like, he wants to show the Soviets that, like, they don't have the best athletes in the world. Like, so what is it? Like, they're all a bunch of amateurs. Or the best a- they're the best athletes in the world. Like, you're posing them. It's, again, that that both, like, strong and weak at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then pre-fright pep talk. That's where Apollo says specifically it's us against them. <laughs> and yeah. he shows, like, Ivan Drago as, like, this like super like it shows him like super spooky like his his setting's all dark while like apollo's is all light oh yeah uh i mean so then what's that sorry even in like when when they start getting like bloody you know when the two of them are going like rocky and and ivan at one point like just the blood underneath his eyes i'm like they're just making him look as demonic as possible like oh yeah and with like the spiky hair too that's like yeah. such a classic thing in in uh literature to show like spiky hair is implying like devil horns mm. uh mm-hmm. 
like that goes back to like you know like old ass literature and shit like but like even in storytelling that's like always a way of showing it uh yeah like they there is so much christian imagery in this and like posing like the uh soviets as as i keep almost saying the nazis because like they're coded (laughs) as nazis that's right in the movie but then they're just using like soviet imagery which the soviet imagery is fucking dope like i want those tracksuits i want like the robe with the hammer and sickle on it it looks so fucking cool uh but like they are just coded as nazis uh the whole way through Mm uh so with the fight so it starts off with the james brown song uh love that song living in america that is what me and my friends like to refer to as geography core (laughs) Uh, what he's just naming towns yeah and there are so many songs that are just naming places uh yeah uh, I'm immediately thinking of that johnny cash one i've been everywhere i've been everywhere yeah, yeah. yeah. geography core um uh, uh the song cities by the talking heads is mm-hmm. geography core you know uh uh think of memphis small city uh dark <laughs> dark in the daytime uh and uh uh like stuff like that and then uh uh huey lewis in the news uh what the fuck is the song's name uh, like their big hit that's just a uh, uh, back in time. naming different cities. Uh, um, old dirty bastard. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it's the song with Mariah Carey. Um, it's her. Oh, fantasy. It's the fantasy remix with uh, ODB, where it's him just naming towns. Yeah, like it, there are so many songs. Uh, the Hard Rock and Roll by uh, uh, Huey Lewis in the News. It's just naming different cities and then saying, like, there's rock and roll happening there. Uh, I I think my favorite, I, for some reason, my favorite city, it, because it felt so out of place in uh, living in America, is Kansas City. Because <laughs> they're naming all these huge cities and then they just like, Kansas City! Uh, Atlanta! I mean, Kansas City used to be, like, <laughs> such a central port, like, like central point in the country. Like, it's a very important city to music. I, like, this is a weird thing. Kansas City is one of, like, the, like, my top cities that I want to visit that I've never been to. Um, fun facts about Kansas City. That's where, the, like, the World War One Museum is. Like, the National World War One Museum. Uh, wow. That's where John Brown went to and murdered a number of slave owners. Uh, and people who supported slavery. And so, like, Kansas City is kind of where the Civil War started. Shit. And that's my favorite fact about any city in the United States. Like, anywhere yeah, that, that it's like, oh, this is a place where a bunch of slave owners got killed. Dope. Uh, and John <laughs> Brown did so much of that specifically around Kansas City. Uh Like, that's, one like, legit one of the first places I'm going to once I can, like, travel. <laughs> get it it's such it's such a strange city for to me like it's just such like a all right kansas city yeah i forgot i always forget that's a city technically yeah but like get to the airport like super early and like kind of like like go up to the buy your ticket and just like super enthusiastically as if are there any are there any left (laughs) (laughs) yeah oh i hope there's room for me on the plane (laughs) oh man you know i know how all all the 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 cool hip 
30-year-olds uh, uh, are all flocking to Kansas City. You know that's how it goes. Like, you know. That's the first place? I mean, honestly... I also like that you're going to the airport not well in advance. You're just showing up at the airport like, Give me two tickets to Kansas City, please! <laughs> Yeah, that's such like a like forties ass thing to do. Like, I need to get to San Kansas City stat. Is this one going southbound? <laughs> Operator, get me Klondike one three four five. Klondike one four five, yes sir. Like that that whole song. It was such a surprise to see James Brown in that movie. Yeah. At I'm not surprised all. by anything in this movie. My girlfriend anymore. goes. My girlfriend went, who's that guy? And I was like, uh, James Brown. And uh, she was like, what? The yeah. hardest working man in show business. This was his first number one in 11 years and would also be his last number one. Oh, very interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, that's very sad. But... It is, because he, he put out a lot of really great music. In fact, he's probably the most, I think he's the most sampled in rap music because of... Uh, 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 the funky drummer. Yeah, funky drummer. And he's up there. I mean, because he, he has so many specific samples that are used so many different times. Like the, uh, huh, ha! Well, and then, From, like... From, uh, It Takes Two. People also use, oh like, God. different, like, just for, like, band hits of, like, like the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun, like, thing that he mm -hmm. has in so many different songs that they can find ones that are, like, any, uh, 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 note you know yeah uh okay so we like dropped off of the, like the talk about the movie like right before like the peak point like the end of act one right on uh yeah so, i was yeah. trying go ahead apollo gets killed by uh ivan drago or drago whatever uh and uh it shows like his handler and his wife like smiling like when he like gives like the oh. kill shot yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, again, yeah, just... Bridget Nielsen is just like, yes, <laughs> murder him. <laughs> uh, Future uh, girlfriend of uh, Flava Flav, Bridget Nielsen. Wow. Wait, really? Yeah, she, okay, so she was married to Sylvester Stallone, like, right after this movie. Yeah. And then she dated, uh, I would say famously dated uh, uh, Flava Flav during the time of, like, Flavor of Love. Okay, yeah, not my, not a thing I just ever, was ever really on my radar. Nope. Uh, How? You didn't see that time that girl s spit on New York and then New York grabbed her hair? Oh my god, you're missing out on reality. <laughs> right into her mouth, right into her mouth. Yeah, I remember that, that was wild. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was, I was doing a lot of drugs in high school. Uh, <laughs> you were doing okay. Uh, that one didn't really... <laughs> Like, I mean, I'm sure it's very, it's very fascinating. It was like a big thing, you know, at the time. Never that really show, crossed my radar. I'll tell you something. That show sucks. That particular part was like, oh my God, something's happening. And then it goes right back to sucking. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, like most of these shows. Uh, my sister does watch a lot of the, the 90 Day Fiance, which seems like the pinnacle of like all of the, every reality mm -hmm. show it's, ever. It's terrible. Uh, I, I I do love I, I love reality shows and such like it's just such a trash thing no I get but it you kind of have to acknowledge it and and just go yeah I just love it look I, I just can't I can't tell you why I just do I listen you know? to so much 
like punk music and i can make it an argument for like a lot of it being like very technically difficult and like challenging mm-hmm. there's a lot mm-hmm. of it that i listen to that's like no it just rules though it's just <laughs> i th- just i think it'd be like like the shags where you listen uh, to them and you're just yeah, like something like what that. am i doing with my life <laughs> no <laughs> i fucking I love this uh and it's just like no but it's just like cool yeah <laughs> like the germs uh, uh they wrote a lot of really cool songs i've listened to so much more of their catalog of them like learning how to play music mm. on recording and it's awesome yeah but i'm not gonna sit here and try and convince somebody it's like technically good uh yeah the germ the germs are like a f- they're a band you listen to because they have like the energy but they don't quite have this the talent to do anything it I, there's a there's a movie called Mr. Holland's Opus, which is a cheesy movie. Never seen that it, I but love. I've I've heard the name before, at the very least. Yeah. I love it. If you like cheesy movies, I would say go for it. It's it's I really adored it. But there's a part where he goes. It, he's he plays a music teacher throughout like many decades, and in the fifties, there's a girl who's trying to learn clarinet, but she just can't do it. And he's like, "Here, let me show you something." And he plays Louie Louie, which is a famously technically terrible song, but amazing. Uh, and he makes this point of like, you can't understand. The singer can't sing. They're not playing on time. Nobody is doing the right thing, but for some reason, the song works and the song works is because it just sounds good. There's not, that's all that music is, is it just sounds good. Yeah. Like the classic example is the Ramones, but I think that that, uh, is not true uh like they recorded their whole first album in three days like they were very precise they knew what they were doing they knew the sound they were going for uh Mm -hmm. they knew every second of it but like i don't know there's like a a lot of other bands where it's just like yeah like this part kind of sucks but it kind of rules because it sucks uh yeah well they, they lean into it yeah, uh, and it's not perfect in the studio, but it's more about like the essence of it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So there's there's just some things that are just feelings, and you don't have it. Just came out of someone, and you're just like, and I feel, and you're like, I feel it too. That and that's what makes it good. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I don't know how we got to this. Uh, oh, I do. Uh, uh so uh, Flava Flav's girlfriend. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, there we go. Bridget Nielsen. Yeah. There we go. I got you. We got we got to a very meta conversation about art. Uh, I embraced based it. Based on, wait wait, I could bring it back to the movie. Okay, and that's how I feel about Rocky Four. Like there it's not go. technically good. It's just kind of a feeling, you know. <laughs> and it was it was it's just such good, like very bare propaganda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, and I can just like it's I can hate it's like a hate watch. I can enjoy hate watching mm-hmm. it. Yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, it meets the bare minimum of what a movie is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just... It pushes the narrative, Soviets bad, America good. What I'm just not yeah. prepared for is that there's apparently a movie in the Rocky series that's worse than this movie. Uh, so that's going to be a Again, thing. I cannot see how. Okay, so this movie is bad, but it's exciting to watch. Okay. Like, it's it's really fun to watch it, but technically it's a bad movie. Every it's acted really weird. It's written really weird, but it's just exciting. Like you just get caught up in it. 
the fifth movie is bad because it's written bad and it's boring. Dope. <laughs> that's that's why the fifth movie is considered the worst because it's boring bad. Yeah. It's not so bad it's good, it's just bad. This one with being like with it being like just very deliberately propaganda, they had a goal. Yeah. That they could mm-hmm. like work towards. It had to be exciting going towards this goal of showing like how the American dream is better than the Soviets and it'll beat the Soviets or whatever. Well, uh, and they meet that goal. And they did a good yeah. job. I mean, I, I grew up, I mean, I don't remember much of the Rocky franchise, but I grew up with some knuckleheads from New Hampshire and yeah, my knucklehead crew was like, yeah, bad Russia. <laughs> they beat them. Woo. Fuck that guy. Great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, uh, uh, yeah, we like we all grew up in the United States. It's not like I didn't get like the whole like uh, uh, you know, oh Stalin was like as bad as Hitler, uh, right. kind yeah, of yeah. like mm-hmm. education and stuff like that. And it's just like, <sighs> nah, no. Nah. <laughs> and America not once has committed a genocide. No, nope, never. It hasn't never. happened. No. Nope. Have we supported them? Recently, yes, but committed them. It depends on the time scale we're talking about and what your definitions of genocide are. Uh. And the thing is, America just doesn't consider American Indians to be people, so therefore it's not a genocide. Yeah. That's how it goes. And, you know, uh, basing our entire country off of uh, owning people as human chattel that's not genocide for reasons. Sure. Next yeah. question. And I <laughs> and I just want to say I am being sarcastic at this point. To be clear. <laughs> just, to double, just to be parody, super clear. Parody, parody. American Indians are absolutely people and they have been uh, uh, killed by the American government and it is incredibly sad and I hate uh, America government for that. And uh, the... yeah. Well, now we lost the American government as a sponsor. Great, Jim. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> you lost them by bringing me on this show. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sure I am on some sort of list somewhere for something. Sweet, you just uh, got us more listeners, and I really hope they're listening right now. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Uh, uh, maybe maybe my FBI handler will become a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> I would love that. <laughs> it just, just says anonymous, and it happens exactly on your the release date of your episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it would happen on, on today, like oh, the day oh, we're actually, recording you're right, it. Like, weird. Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah good point. They're following this. Uh, this is over the internet. They got this all, you know, it's on some database in Langley Falls or whatever. <sighs> They're excited no, 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 because that's the CIA. Uh, uh, Quantico is 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 the FBI. I just love that uh, now. I've got through, a Venmo for this. five dollars that says you must die. That's weird. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. What was that, Jim? I just got a Venmo for five dollars that says you must die. I don't know what that means. Yet. I mean, I was really hoping when like Donald Trump was talking about making uh, uh, putting uh, uh, Antifa on the uh, uh, like like uh, officially listing Antifa as terrorists. Terrorism, like, yeah. Uh, I was kind of, like, excited about that, because, like, then I would get CIA funding uh, for being a terrorist. You know, they, they fund That'd be tight. all the terrorists, and... Uh, I mean, sweet. I'd honestly... That would have been sick. Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. <laughs> a, little, a little background information about this podcast. We initially uh, would tell people in the podcast, we were like, 
okay, we don't want to get political about anything, so just please don't bring it up. If Donald Trump comes up, we don't want to talk about it. But your show specifically, we were like, okay, Joe's coming on. We're throwing the hell out of it. <laughs> I want to listen to and I, 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 he. <laughs> We need him to talk about politics. Like, there's yeah. nothing we can do about That's it. That's all this movie is, is propaganda. Like, no. all the way... Th- it's just seething with politics the whole way through right. it. But uh, imagine you weren't here right now, because what would happen is that me and Jim would just go, Oh, Russia bad, America good, and then we'd keep going. <laughs> this movie... <laughs> this movie sucks. Uh... <laughs> uh... Where, so the Rocky Soviets press conference that happens mm-hmm. when he like announces that he's going to do the fight that has like the most obvious thing that shows them like making the Soviets the Nazis mm. in it where like at the very beginning like Drago's like Soviet handler uh like says a bunch of stuff about like how he's like the best athlete in the world and then says, like, he has the right genetics. Oh, boy. Yeah. Specifically, I... he actually says those words. Yeah, I did catch that. I did not let it be as cringy then, but yes, just right now it is, it's hurting in my head. Oh, yeah. And then they bring up, like, that the match is going to be on Christmas. Yeah, that was Rocky's choice? Or no, it was just something... Rocky just brought that up. A lot of it was just him revealing things about it that it seemed to be he'd just been previously briefed on the situation. Yeah, I always assumed that that was just to make this technically a Christmas movie. That way, they can play it on TV as a Christmas. That's movie. perfect. That was my oh, that was always my assumption since I was a kid. Yeah, and then and then you actually look and you see like uh, both Bruce Willis and Macaulay Culkin are sitting in the audience in the front row during the match. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have. I did notice. It's crazy you say that. I did notice that. Uh, so like, to me that read as them them disrespecting christianity mm. they're like yeah. oh if you want to have this fight well then you have to give up christmas wow uh and because you know there's no religion in soviet russia uh and uh so it's showing like this is some early war on christmas stuff yeah to me ew uh at least that's how I saw it. That's how I think they were writing it. I mean, but I think like the tie-in to make it kind of a Christmas movie too. I even I even read is very f- fair. I forget where I read it, but there was like a fact about how Rocky. You didn't get to see the third one, but Rocky wrote it that Mr. T uh, eventually became a born again Christian. <laughs> which okay. I'm not kidding. I look it up to make sure that this is true, but. I'm, I'm not surprised that there's more of this kind of pushing, uh, yeah, light versus darkness narrative here that's happening. Uh, so something that I don't think uh, is is completely needed for the rest of it. They have uh, Drago's wife named Lidmila, uh, specifically, and I thought mm-hmm. that was an interesting choice because... Uh, that it is an extremely common name in Russia, Le-Milla? especially it's Lyudmila. Okay. Uh, it's uh, I'm dyslexic, so it's hard for me to even say that's inc- it, like incredibly right. But 
I know there's a Y at the beginning of the name. It's a really, it's a very Russian name, but it was very common, especially of like people who were like adults in the eighties, uh, because a lot of them were born in the forties and fifties, uh, or like maybe a little bit later. Uh, and the, uh, uh, Soviet sniper that had the most confirmed kills was a woman named Lyudmila Pavlichenko. And she mm-hmm. had the most confirmed kills of anyone in any army uh, of Nazis. She was an incredibly good sniper. Uh, wow. hmm. Yeah. And the only person that beat her was somebody who didn't wasn't in an actual army. Uh, this guy that was... I can't remember his actual name. He was known as the White Death in, in uh, uh, Norway. And when the Nazis invaded there, he said, fuck no. Uh, and killed somewhere around 400. Uh, Lyudmila Pavlichenko's number is like in like the high 300s. Uh, and so like I just know a lot about people who killed the most Nazis. Right. Um, big fan. Big fan. No, that's a, those uh, are good fans to have. And, just uh, so <laughs> we're clear, uh, uh, pro, like Rotten Treasure is pro uh, Nazis not being a thing. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a fair stance to take. I don't like Nazis. Yeah, cool. We've uh, talked about it exclusive in the podcast because Nazis have come up because we did Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but Indiana Jones himself, kind of a Nazi. Uh, cool. He shares more with them than he shares with the people he's stealing artifacts from. You're here to hear Faust. Wait, you're here to have Faust? You've heard of Faust. <laughs> This is such an interesting take, and also one that I'm like, okay, wait, no, I see it, because he's stealing artifacts yeah. from... Uh... like, when he goes into an ancient temple, going past all of these, like, booby traps that are set up to stop people from taking a thing... Right. <laughs> ...in, like, South American or Indonesian or, or African countries, like, it doesn't really say what countries, in, if I remember, whatever, fuck it... Like, he's going into an indigenously built temple to steal a thing that no one has touched for hundreds of years, saying it belongs in a museum. No, it fucking (laughs) doesn't. It belongs right the fuck there. They're usually religious stuff, too. But I'm saying in, like, the big first, like, like the, the scene with, like, the thing rolling after him and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just straight up stealing from native people. Yeah, and but but what I'm saying is he's usually stealing like religious stuff, which means it means a lot to them. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear what you were saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like he's so fucked up. He like so much more in common with the Nazis than he has <laughs> with other people. Uh, God damn. Yeah, like you're talking about just Harrison Ford, not actually Indiana Jones. Just to be clear, right? Both. I'll say both. Uh, I don't know much about Harrison Ford, but I'm just going to go ahead and say he's like probably low-key a white supremacist. Oh, my God. <laughs> he saved people in a helicopter one time. I'm sure there were plenty of Nazis that did that, too. Uh, <laughs> like, at one time or another, but whatever. Yeah, I started reading Animorphs today. I know that there, like, there's uh, good on the bad sides and bad on the good sides. Uh, there's good and evil, but there's there's just no uh, black and white. 
Joe, do you have any leftover notes? <laughs> yeah. So many pages of them. I'm just going to, like, look through them for a second because, like, I know I have some important shit to talk about. Do you have a highlighter? Uh, no, I did not highlight them. No, I'm as totally much messing as with I you. should have. Uh, the robot nagging Polly when he was leaving, and he said he was going to have her wires tied, which, like,. Yeah, that was fucked up. I don't terrible. remember if he genders the robot, but like he he did basically. Okay, he did. Uh, I could probably assume that since it's 1985, but uh, it's so terrible. Yeah, uh, and saying he's gonna have her wires tied, it has two implications. The main one is that he won't have babies with the robot, mm-hmm. but I think there's a <laughs> low key reference to having the robot lobotomized which was very common Mm. not in the 80s but like not too long before the 80s (laughs) Uh, yeah look at the kennedys i I do not wish upon little poly robot babies in this universe like even a more recent example than than uh uh the kennedys the song uh, uh teenage lobotomy by the ramones uh Joey Ramone was in like a mental institution. That's where he got his like first girlfriend, like when he was a teenager. Uh, and he met a woman who was lobotomized. Oh, really? And so, like, that's how recent it was. Like, that's something that's like uh-huh. just like a generation before us that was so formidable. That's wild. Uh, uh, yeah. That's wild. Formidable. I knew that he was in. Uh, I, don't I knew know. he was. I believe he was the one that was in uh, the mental institute for uh, OCD. Yes, that it was just so bad he wasn't able to. He would take care of himself. Listen to the same song over and over again. He wouldn't change his clothes. He wouldn't bathe. <laughs> take that with you. With, with, <laughs> yeah. Take the. You get what I mean. <laughs> so, uh, we go through, like, getting to Russia. Uh, oh, uh, when they get to Russia, like. They have the Soviets, like, they make sure it's very prominent. They're all driving Mercedes. Uh, yeah, they catch did. that. And that's something that, like, to an American audience, it's like, oh, they're all driving, like, all these, like, Soviet officials are driving these luxury cars while their population is impoverished. When they very likely would have just been driving Mercedes, because that's, like, Showing somebody driving a Ford Taurus. I was gonna say, in yeah. the United States. Uh, and then Polly falls into the snow for no fucking reason. Like as soon as they get there, he just starts walking into the snow and just falls over. And I don't understand the point of why that happens. He's an idiot. He's a he's a drunk and he's an idiot. That's his that's his role. He's he's the dummy. Yeah. That's he's his the dumb guy. They he they wrote in the script. Polly does dumb. And then Paul, and then the actor who plays Polly oh just does. So dumb. is that a, a spinoff movie? Is Polly does dumb? Yeah, Polly does dumb. <laughs> but if you're a guy whose like primary interest is drinking, yeah, you'll make a lot of friends in Russia. Hmm. True. Yeah. And he's not. Like, a, he's not a really friendly, like friend kind of guy. But yeah. Neither are Russians. <laughs> <laughs> if you like drinking. And don't really want to talk to people that much. They'll (laughs) hang around with you and drink so much vodka with you. It is true. That is a very just true thing about Russia. So, yeah, we have the two training montages after that. 
and then we got to talk about like the fight. So like how wonderful of a fight <laughs> it was. You mean the Rock'em Sock'em fight that came out of Ivan? But it was better than the first three movies. I'm going to fight that. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they were actually fighting each other. Right. Yeah, he did actually uh, injure Sylvester Stallone. Like, he oh, really? almost killed him. Yes, he did. Uh, that's, like, one of the production things that I kept reading was that, uh, uh, what was it, like, uh, 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 Lundgren punched him so hard in the chest that his heart hit his breastplate mm-hmm. and swelled, and it gave him, like, crazy high blood pressure and he had to get like go into the icu for eight days oh my god yeah Yeah, he 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 almost died a lot of it was also because the higher altitudes because they were down in they were up in jackson uh jackson hole no no no. the fight was in uh vancouver oh was the fight in vancouver yeah okay i know the training montage was in jackson hole yeah yeah all that was like jackson hole uh and uh beautiful place jackson hole uh, I'd love to go. It sounds it sounds lovely. Oh my god! I've been there. It's nice. Uh, and uh, it's one of those places that like the air smells better. Yeah, like I can only imagine. I've been to like Colorado and and some very nice parts of California uh, a couple of times, but uh, that's just one I haven't specifically been to. But like, I can definitely imagine the that kind of like atmosphere to it. Yeah, it smells like what you what the earth should smell like. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, shit. Uh, one of the things uh, going back a little bit at like the press conference where like Rocky was talking about like going to Russia. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, Polly says something to the like one of the things Ludmilla says is like actually kind of based. Uh, like, it's, like, pretty dope, like, her just being, like, yeah, your government is, like, violent and hates us, and, like, you say you're so good and we're so cruel, and it's just, like, well, actually, yeah, that's, like, kind of the thing, like, we say all this stuff about the Soviet Union, but, like, they weren't like that, (laughs) like, at all, uh, and then, like, Polly says, like, uh, we don't need to keep our people behind a wall with a machine gun. And it's just like, I, what do you, what do you call like the Japanese internment camps or like the fact that like, even by 1985, we had a higher prison population than the Soviet Union ever had. Yikes. Uh, even based on like per capita, like by 1980, like not even judging by today's standard, because we've blown that the fuck out. Yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, even by 1985 standards, like we had so many more people locked in prison than than the the Soviet Union had in gulags. Like, uh, That's and wild. their prisons were generally much more like rehabilitative than ours, which were just slave farms. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause that's what our country was built on. Um, and like why we became a country and stuff. And not uh, much has changed. No, it hasn't. It's almost like that's the primary mode of capitalism, uh, to like find like the highest point of exploitation that it possibly can, uh, like in, in a short term sustainable way. 
Uh, uh, just want to remind everybody, we do have a Patreon. You can... <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> but that's still voluntary, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not exploiting the people. Like, you're you're producing labor, and these are people choosing to support you. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And, and uh, like, that's much more democratic than, than Amazon being like, uh, I mean, we pay people $15 an hour. So they got to pee in a few bottles and we don't really like right. let them go to the bathroom that much. Uh, and so what if we fire everyone that even discusses the idea of unionizing? <laughs> what, what, what's so you wrong know, with us? Uh, that's an American tradition, firing people for trying to unionize. What's more American than that? Rocky Ford. Slavery. Hi, do you have any left <laughs> Uh, let's see. I, I want to say just a couple lines that caught me. Uh, I've retired more, I'm sorry. I've retired more men than social security. Thought that was a really good line. (laughs) Wait, Uh, when was that one? That was, I think Stallone said that when he was like at the dinner table, right? I don't remember the line, but it's a funny line. Uh, I got the point that why does Rocky Balboa have zero bags when he goes to Russia? (laughs) Because he's just going there to fight. It's just going to fight. I don't need anything. He's just going to train need, there for one day, and then he's going to go things. over to the, to the ring. Uh, I was. I wrote that I was disappointed that uh, Thunderlips never showed up. I'm still mad about that. <laughs> Thunderlips will never show up. It's fine. Um, I can't. I can't. I don't know. Maybe he'll show up in Creed 2. <gasps> yeah. Could, Excuse me. I could don't be. Know. Could be. And I think my one of my favorite images, it's just right behind me, that's my background right now for recording, is fucking Rocky being a sled dog for for uh, for Polly was one of my favorite things about this. Oh, uh, yeah. What a good mo- like, thing for the montage is just him mushing. Uh, I mean, that whole training montage where it shows, like, oh, the American guy's using all this primitive stuff to, like, try and train himself. And the guy from the Soviet Union has all this high tech technology to like train with folks. They were still a feudalist society in 1917. They were straight up feudal, a feudalist society. The czar was the king and he controlled all of the people as serfs and they beat us to space. Uh, they did, but like yeah, I read I read War and Peace. I know how the uh, Russian feudalism works. <laughs> I mean, it actually is a pretty good explanation. You should follow it up with some Lenin, but you know. Uh... Um, in the words of um, of Rocky Balboa, uh, you know, you're developing a very loud personality. <laughs> <laughs> but. <laughs> developing no i just have a very no i just that's one of my favorite lines and the fact that i got to i was my best at trying to casually work that was amazing i'm very good at things perfect uh i think i think one of my favorite things from to go back to the montage real quick one of my favorite things is (laughs) with uh ivan drago running around the uh the small uh 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 uh, racetrack and then he punches a speed bag that completely defeats the purpose of a speed bag. Mm. <laughs> to just punch it once. <laughs> a speed bag is meant to be it's meant to do your timing and it's meant to do this kind of stuff. And he punches it once as he's running. That's no that completely defeats the point yeah. of it. And cool. with the Soviets, you know, using their their 
uh, uh, like material possessions in a much more like egalitarian way. Cause it's not like they could just like import a speed bag. They had to make their own. They wouldn't just set it up for something fucking useless like that. <laughs> it's a speed bag in the middle of a racetrack. No point to it. Uh, I, it's something I've always liked as since I was a kid. I loved him punching that stupid speed bag while he runs. <laughs> so, uh, one of the other things, like when so when Drago uh choke slams the the party official. Yes, and he says like you know like I fight to win. For me, we don't have to get into a whole discussion about, like, the ethics around re-education camps mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and, like, oh. actually how that worked in the Soviet Union and stuff like that, but, like, that's putting so- putting yourself up for re-education, right? Like, you're going to the gulag after you choke slam a party official and you say, I win for me! Yeah. <laughs> my My girlfriend said... He, he disappeared after this Oh, absolutely. There, there is no trace of him left. No, he's dead. No, there would still be traces of him, because, like, they would need to show that this person who was, like, a well-known, like, m- like media personality uh, could go in for re-education and then come out like, oh, yeah, I was wrong. They, like, would... he doesn't disappear. He just goes for be... re-education. Right. That would be smart, but also, oh, what is, oh, hang on, hang on. I, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's name. Give me a sec. Uh, he's, he's, uh, he's the most famous chess player in the world. Oh my God. Casper. Billy, Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, yeah, Billy Bob Thornton. No, it's Casper. Okay, that's close. Gary Casper. That's close. I could not think of his name for some reason. Thank you, Joe. Um, Kasparov's a fucking liberal. Kasparov hates, uh, Russia. Yeah. He hates the politics of Russia. He is very open about how much he hates Russia. However, he is a international superstar, so there's no way to disappear him. Yeah. Uh, he's also a fucking liberal, and fuck him. Uh, like, I will stand here and say that. Hey, you, uh, sp- you, sp- you speak your truth. And, like, he didn't, like defect from the soviet union to go somewhere that was further left you know that showed the leftist ideals that he truly believed in and how they like the soviet union was like not imposing those leftist ideals which there are there were further left places to go Mm -hmm. that would have brought him in as this major international chess champion uh he went to the capitalist world fuck him uh, for the record like uh yeah yeah no keep that in uh, <laughs> uh but uh he's a great ch- so he's a great great chess player and that's what i'm gonna say about him uh, <laughs> i mean great whatever he's still liberal like fuck him uh <laughs> some of the leftover notes i had was um rocky's license plate says southpaw which i liked oh wait nice. what is you said South Southpaw. Southpaw. Yeah, like the the. It says Southpaw because they couldn't fit the U in there. Oh. Oh my God. Uh, see, I'm dyslexic, so I just saw like that amount of letters, and I was like, "Yeah, Southpaw, got it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a Southpaw. They they couldn't Soth- fit the U in there. 
<laughs> That's very good. He was like, oh, geez. What letter do we drop from this? Uh, the U is the least important. Um, there was also, I liked Pauly had a don't tread on me. Uh, I did fashion. catch oh that. Oh, my God. I did catch yeah, that. Yeah, that was so fucking funny. That made me realize that those are have been around for way longer than I realized. Mm-hmm. Uh, those have been around since the 18th century. Wow. Jesus. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, I had my cousin, uh, who I don't talk to too often, on on January 6th, texted me, what's that yellow flag? Uh, that's a, and that's and it? Like, with no other information? Well, it was, yeah, that was the day that, like, the Capitol got stormed Oh, okay, and all gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, and, uh... I was like, well, there are a few yellow flags that I found highly suspicious in the crowd, but she's definitely asking about the Gadsden flag. Because mm. uh, I followed that thing the whole fucking day. I bet. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's this thing called the Gadsden flag. Like, libertarians really like it, but it's kind of like a soft, like, fascist flag that you can have that's not exactly having the the Confederate battle flag, but, like... You know, it says it without saying it. Mm. Uh, and uh, rebellion. Um, and the the last note I had was it was a it was a thing my my girlfriend said uh, right before the fight. She got we got to the fight and she was like, "Wait, it's the fight already? How long was this movie?" And I was like, "It's just an hour and a half. We're like twenty minutes from the end." She goes, "Oh my god, there was like no story in that movie." No. And she just goes, "I feel like that movie could have been an email." <laughs> and I was like, perfect joke. <laughs> yeah, I was like, because I, it's propaganda. I, that movie could have uh, been a <laughs> propaganda poster. Yeah, that could have been yeah, like a, I, a sticker, I, like just that went over the Domino's pizza box, and that would have been fine. That the whole movie yeah, could have been just that. <laughs> an American boxer knocking out a boxer that has like a hammer and sickle on them. Done. Perfect. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just I wrote that down. I was just like, I don't know if you know this, but you just said the funniest joke ever about Rocky IV. <laughs> like, uh, you know, we're getting her on here, right? You know, Joe, she's coming on as a guest. She has to. Yeah, she'll yeah, she'll probably come on. Uh, Joe, <laughs> do you have anything uh, that you need to promote? I want to promote the murder of Frank Olson by the CIA. So that I want to promote. <laughs> uh, so I was just about to say, I can't believe we got to, uh, we're going to have to censor someone's entire promotion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, are you about to promote uh, the murder of someone? And I was like, who are we promoting the murder of? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was uh, there is a documentary about it by okay. the guy that made uh, uh, the Thin Blue Line, and oh, uh, Errol uh, Morris. Yeah, Errol Morris. Uh, uh, he did the documentary Wormwood, which is about Frank Olson. Um, so other promotions. Uh, <laughs> My Twitter is Dr. Spurlock. Nice. Uh, all one word. And uh, my Venmo is at Joseph-Spurlock, no capital letters. So if anybody that doesn't want to join the Patreon but wants to send me, like, a dollar, yep. I will use that towards rent. Yes, I will put that in our, our comments as well when we do release this episode as well. Uh, 
I would say get crazy, y'all, and maybe even donate $2. I mean, if you donate $2, I guarantee that's buying me an entire pack of Tasty Cakes. Guaranteed. Thank you for the quote for the episode <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> Appreciate that. Way to serve it up on a silver platter right at the end. <laughs> oh, well, thanks again, Joe. I really appreciate you coming on. This has been a blast. Uh, Thank you guys this for is... having me and letting me babble about just such innocuous bullshit. This is undoubtedly going to be the most educational Rotten Treasure episode that we've had. Uh, so thank you so much for coming on and giving us your time and energy. I appreciate you. This was so much fun. Thank you so much for having me. Like, I really appreciate it. This is the first thing that I've done in comedy in over a year. Oh, shit. And so I was very nervous, and, uh, I kept thinking about the, the, uh, have either of you ever read uh, 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 Steve Martin's biography? No, but I should. I, uh, I've heard. I've heard. I need to get my life together and get get on that. So, just for my for my promos, I also want to shout out Steve Martin. Um, look into him; he's pretty cool. His book "Born <laughs> Standing Up" really great. Uh, but he says in it the the uh, the best opening line he had ever seen in a stand up set was when Richard Pryor was two hours late for his set, and he just walked on stage and goes, Hope I'm funny. Very <laughs> uh, Richard Pryor. I'm gonna, and wow. I really hope I was funny. I, I am going to start dropping that right before I go. I'm like, yes, next time I go and do an improv show, that's the first thing I'm saying to myself before I get on stage. I love it. Oh. I think that before every comedy thing that I have ever done. Because why not get in your head and judge yourself right before you do something creative? Uh, yeah, but I mean, like... <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Like, As in, like, just take the edge off. Job it? What's up? I'm sorry, go ahead. Who else is going to judge it, though? Like, yeah. you know? No, I... I you le- got to be critical of yourself. Yeah. Huh? Uh, like, not hypercritical, but, like, you got to know when, like, you need, like, where you need to improve, and that's a way of being honest with yourself no i'm I'm dropping i i hope i'm funny might actually be on my, my gravestone yeah that's definitely a gravestone line <laughs> and it's even funnier if it's like a stolen line that you put on to your gravestone without crediting yeah no that's exactly <laughs> what i'm doing no i'm not stealing richard Pryor's words from my, my tombstone no I, I really thought it would be funnier to actually credit it just says where your your tombstone just says hope I'm funny Richard Pryor and then not your name unmarked <laughs> yeah so everyone's like is is this Richard Pryor's grave uh, like that would be amazing oh my god so next week uh, we're gonna be back uh, we're gonna be going into the fifth and final installment of the Rocky franchise. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, no, no, there's a sixth movie. As oh, well. you know, I've been, I've been, I actually have been saying this to myself. I think just wishing it to be the truth, but it's not the truth. You're right. No, I just <laughs> we're halfway. Through I don't this. know why I said that. It just felt like it needed to end. But no, y'all, it's it's gonna keep going. Uh, so we're gonna be back with Drew Larkman. Uh, for arguably the worst movie in the Rocky franchise. Let's find out. Uh, once again. Thank you, host. It's always a pleasure to be your other host. And Joe? Thank you. 
It's always a pleasure to see you, and I cannot wait till I can see you in real life. This was so much fun once again, and please bring me on for any other like deliberately anti-Soviet movie <laughs> that comes up in a franchise because it comes up so much. We are doing the Airbud franchise at one point, so yes, I will keep that in mind. I guarantee I could find anti-Soviet movies. <laughs> <in laughs> I guarantee that. Uh, but really, anytime it comes up when it's a movie that like politics is unavoidable, yes. Bring me on as the person that will just well, yeah, word vomit about politics. Yeah. Snow buddies, we all know snow buddies is yeah. Sorry, Jim. Joe, how come you haven't started your own podcast called "Is It Soviet"? And you just watch a movie, and uh, then every movie is Soviet. I mean, there are so many leftist podcasts. Uh, there doesn't need to be another one. And that's where the episode ends. <laughs> Don't forget to follow us on Facebook at Rotten Treasure and on Instagram at Rotten underscore Treasure. And on Twitter at Rotten Treasure. And go to patreon.com slash Rotten Treasure for bonus episodes, early episode release, and a vote for the next series. And be sure to give us a five-star rating and review us on any of your available podcast apps. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks. Perfect.